If you would rise with me for the reading of the word. All right. We're going to give honor. Can you lift this up for me? To the word of God. We're going to look at two places. Hebrews 6, 6, 19 through 20. And Luke 24, verse 31 and 32. So starting with Hebrews 6, verse 19. Let's all read together. Ready? Go. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Amen. Hope as an anchor for our soul. Next is Luke chapter 24 verses 31 through 32. Ready? Go. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Let us pray. Spirit of God, we ask that you would give, a, give us, every one of us here in this room, a fresh love for your word. That you would tether every soul to the word of God. And by doing so, that you would revive our hope. That you would restore our expectations, Lord. That you would allow your sons and daughters to dream once again. And expect great things from you, from themselves, and from their seasons. Restore our expectation today, we ask, by opening up the scriptures, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I believe today God wants to restore your expectation. Everybody say expectation. God wants to firmly secure your soul through teaching us how to restore our hope when we lose our hope, right? Life, right? We lose hope when we get disappointed, when things get hard. It's hard to hold on to the hope and expect great things, right? Our, our yesterday's pain really like keeps us from expecting good things in our tomorrows, right? Right? And the enemy wants to kill your expectation because he's afraid of how powerful your expectation can be in Christ Jesus. Everybody say hope. Hope in the Bible is an anchor for our soul, it says. Without hope, you don't have an anchor. Imagine a boat without an anchor in the middle of the ocean. What happens when the waves and the storm come? Hmm? Hope, your expectation is an anchor for your soul. Hmm? Hope, everybody say hope, is to cherish a desire with anticipation. Okay? To want something to happen, to hope, is to desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment. It's not just wishing, but when you hope, you, right, Desire with anticipation. It's going to happen. 
tomorrow, next day, next season, next year, today. Hope is desiring for something with expectation. To hope is to expect with confidence. Everybody say confidence. And I just sense in this season, a lot of us, including myself, we have lost confidence in our hope. Okay? To hope is to have a high expectation of someone or something. God wants to restore your expectation today. Amen? Will you open your heart? It's so hard. Sometimes, can I just be real with you? Sometimes it's so hard. It feels wrong to hope when you've been hoping for something for many years. When I married Benjamin, I hoped for an athletic man with, what do you call those? Six packs. And I told Benjamin, you know, when I married him, he was 205 pounds when I married him. I said, you know what? If you work hard and you get a six, I'll do anything. I'll buy you anything. I'll do anything. He's like, what? He got excited for a second. And after a while, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 17 years, 18 years. After a while, it feels wrong to hope or expect. Because... Because it feels like, can't you love your husband for who he is? Can't you love him with his? That's who he is. Just love him. It feels wrong when you've been hoping and you haven't seen the results. But can everybody rejoice with me that hope has been revived, y'all? My husband lost 28 pounds. Woo! Sometimes, you know, I walk, I look at him like, I have to do double. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> My hope is alive. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hope. He wants to restore your hope. Just like he restored my hope for a six-pack. <laughs> anchor. Everybody say anchor. Anchor is a heavy object attached to a rope or chain and used to moor a vessel to the sea bottom, okay? Anchor is a person or thing that provides stability or confidence in an otherwise uncertain situation. In our marriages, in our situations, in our jobs, sometimes the situation is not so certain, you don't feel secure. In those moments, in those seasons, we need an anchor. Okay? Anchor that's going to firmly stabilize us. The verb definition is to hold in place in the water, in the situation, right? In the storm by an anchor to secure, to secure firmly. Everybody say secure firmly. Now... I got inspired by a Facebook post for this message, actually, okay? Jamerson Watson, formerly known as Christopher Watson, okay? He 
went to Living Hope Emeryville for about six years, and he moved to Washington, D.C. about three years ago, and he put up this post on our Living Hope page. And I'm going to read this to you. If you do you have it? No? Okay, I'm, I'll read it. Okay? He, this is what he said. Some of y'all don't know me. I attended Living Hope from October 2010 to July 2016. I now live in Washington, D.C. and have been rotating primarily between three churches here over the past two years. Yesterday, someone asked me why I couldn't find a church in D.C. I didn't really have a good answer. The real answer struck me this morning. It's you guys' fault. You all set the bar too high. There are tons of amazing things about Living Hope and Soda. The covering, the discipleship, the preaching the welcoming atmosphere, the diversity, the fellowship, etc. But really, it's one thing, if I say one thing, that separates living hope from everywhere else. Godly expectation. If I say godly expectation. Living hope goes into every prayer, every scripture, every exhortation, every mission trip, every service with unparalleled expectation. Every moment is an opportunity for God to do something miraculous. Heal sickness, prophesy, cast out unclean spirits, baptize someone in the Holy Spirit, etc. Some of you probably think God expects something from you besides the surrender of your heart. The thing that God most expects from you is for you to increase, everybody say increase, your expectations of Him. I just felt the Holy Spirit leading me to share my heart with y'all. I miss you. I miss you guys more than you know. You know what struck me? He said, the thing that God most expects from you, besides the surrender of your heart, is for you to increase your expectation. Just like I felt like it was wrong for me to hope for my husband to have six-pack after all those years, sometimes, even in the spirit, don't we feel like it's wrong. Like, God, you already blessed me. Like, you already blessed me enough, right? And then, you know, I hope for something and I get discouraged and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to judge. I don't want to be mad at you or disappointed with you. So it's easier not to expect anything else from God. But God is saying, son, daughter, in the season, what I want the most from you is for you to increase your expectation of me. Hope in the Bible is living. Everybody say living. But the enemy is constantly trying to steal, kill, and destroy our hope. He wants to kill your hope. He wants to kill your expectation. 1 Peter 1.3, it says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Everybody say living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. As sons and daughters of God, our hope is alive. Everybody say, it's alive. Your hope is living. Hmm? We cannot allow the enemy to kill our hope, our expectation anymore. Amen? Amen. What God can do for you and what God can bring 
out of you. Let's hope again. Let's expect again. Hebrews 6, 9, it says, hope is the anchor for the soul. This life, this life that you and I live in, it's like living in an ocean. And we're a boat. Our soul, we are a boat. And imagine a boat in the middle of the ocean without an anchor, right? I mean, I talk about this a lot, so I won't go into detail, right? But Daniel, remember on our way from Tello to Nias, when the storm came, what would have happened if we did not have an anchor, right? What would have happened? We would have toppled over, right? And how can we swim hours? I mean, if it took four hours to get to the island, imagine if you and I had to swim on our own. Will we even make it? Without an anchor, we drown. Anchor. In the Bible, right? Our hope, our expectation is an anchor for our soul. But what happens when we lose hope? What happens when we give up on our expectation? What happens when you just drop and say, eh? What happens to you? You know what happens? You become spiritually blind. You can't see. The very Jesus that is right there next to you, you can't see him. You feel far away from God. You feel forsaken. You can't see him. Even though he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you without your hope. You can't see Jesus. If you look at Luke chapter 24, these disciples, okay, this is right after Jesus died on the cross. And before he died, he told his disciples, stay in Jerusalem. Disciple, don't go anywhere. Stay in Jerusalem. Remain in Jerusalem. The next day, these two disciples walked away from Jerusalem towards Emmaus. And Emmaus, the Bible says, was seven miles away from Jerusalem. These two disciples, they're walking away from where Jesus told them to remain. When you lose hope, when you lose your expectation... You can't remain where God called you to remain. You feel antsy. You don't have peace. So you walk away from the very place God has called you. And in chapter 24 in Luke, Jesus comes along. What are you guys talking about? And they're like, who are you? Are you a stranger? You don't know what happened about Jesus who died on the cross. And the scripture says we had hoped that he would restore Israel, but he died. We had hoped, past tense. They lost hope. And the scripture says, if you keep on going, it says that they were kept from recognizing Jesus. When you lose hope, Jesus could be right there next to you and you cannot recognize his presence. They were walking away. Jesus was right there. You know, Benjamin shared this with me after Pastor um, Sam Huddleston preached on this very scripture in Emeryville side. This is what Benjamin told me, and it, it like hit me. He said, you know, just because you sense his presence doesn't mean you're going the right way. Because Jesus, his presence was with them, but they were going the wrong way. But when they were returning back to Jerusalem, where they were going the right way, Jesus disappeared. 
they did not sense God's presence. Just because you can't recognize, sense his presence right now does not mean that you're going the wrong way. That, that's an extra. Hmm? Here, they were kept from recognizing Jesus from they, because they have lost hope. You lose your spiritual sight when you lose your expectation. And when they could not recognize Jesus, verses 27 through 32, you know what Jesus said? Instead of saying, da-da, you guys, I'm alive. Before he revealed his manifest presence, you know what, he, you know what the scripture said? He said, starting from Moses, he opened up the scripture and explained to them about himself from the Bible. And when they got to Emmaus, the disciples Begged them to come in. And when, they, when Jesus came in, he took the bread. He broke the bread. He gave thanks and he gave to the disciples. And then their eyes were open. And look at this scripture. This is so powerful, right? Look at verse 31. It says, then their eyes were open and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he talked with us on the road and opened the scripture to us? Everybody say open. Scripture opens our eyes once again and restores our hope, our expectation. Hmm? Why didn't Jesus reveal his manifest presence when he was right there? Because he wanted to restore their hope. Because our expectation in Christ is powerful. Hmm? Now, I did buy a rope that I forgot to bring. So I'm going to do this. Jeremy, come here. Jeremy represents Jesus. Here, hold this. The Bible says, hope is the anchor for our soul. And the one way to restore our hope is what? By opening up the scripture, right? Now, you're going to restore hope by opening up the scripture. You are tethered to Christ. You are tethered to the word of God. John chapter 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. Okay? Jesus, we are tethered. And each one of you, because our, our spiritual journey is different, some of us, we have to open up the scripture every day in order for us to be tethered to Christ. Some of us, five times a day. Some of us, you could, you could handle two to three times a week, but I can't. I need it every day, right? Tether, imagine, you know, you know what you can handle in the spiritual realm. If you don't open up the scripture and you go days and weeks, right? Even though you are a Christian, saved, blood-bought, and you haven't opened up your scripture, this length represents the last time you opened up the scripture, right? You are connected to Jesus, right? Imagine right? You're in the ocean. You do have, you are connected to Jesus, right? If I had it wrong, I, long, I would like go through people, right? What happens? You get tangled in life. And sometimes you're like, where's Jesus? 
God, you say you will never leave me nor forsake me. I'm stuck here. I don't know how to get out. But you have the answer in your hand. You're a child of God. You have the Bible. Oh, good, David. You're the one holy one who actually brought the Bible. Yay. Right? You have the word. When you open up, Jesus, where are you? He's right. You can't see. But when you open up the scripture, oh, wait, 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 you guys. Right? You get, you are tethered to Christ. You become close and you learn. You know what? I need to open up my scripture daily. That way I'm not too far away. And even when Jesus whispers, whisper. Say something. <laughs> you could even hear his whisper. You could even see Jesus. Amen? You know what, you guys? It's okay, Jeremy. I still love you. I didn't have a word for you. Oh, come on. You're prophetic. Okay. You may be seated. Yeah, everybody give Jeremy a hand. Perfect person, right? The word of God. The way you're going to be tethered to Christ is through the word of God. If you open up the scripture only on Sundays when you come to church, you're going to be tangled over there in the middle of the ocean. You have to drop the anchor, but you, your, your rope is too tangled. You can't even drop it in the middle of the ocean. Huh? Open up the scripture to restore your expectation. We will get blinded easily. Everybody say easily. By the enemy if we do not know the word of God. The spirit of this age will influence you, will distract you, will deceive you easily. If you do not know or open up the scripture. Hmm? In this day and age, you know what the spirit of this age would say? Yeah, 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 gee, yeah, yeah, God is real. Yeah, God exists. Yeah, yeah, God up there. But the Bible, that 2,000-year-old book, eh, that's the influence of this age. John 1.1, 1, 1, as, as I shared earlier, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You and I cannot add or take away from the Bible. We can't. I don't like that part. I don't understand that part. So, yeah, let, we cannot take away. Revelations 22, 18 through 19. This is scary, you guys. Look at this. I warn. Everybody say warn. Everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, okay? If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. I want you guys to read Revelation, okay, when you go home. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll or prophecy, you know, taking out just scriptures and Deuteronomy or Galatians, the things that you don't understand, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life in the Holy Spirit, which are described in this scroll. You and I can pick and choose from the word of God. You don't know what you have, 
who you are and who God is without the Word of God. If you say, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I don't know about the Bible, then which Jesus are you believing in apart from the Bible? Hmm? Think about that. Romans 15.4, it says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, say teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures, everybody say scriptures, and the encouragement they provide that we might have what? Hope. You will lose your spiritual sight if you lose your hope, if you lose your expectation. Firm and secure. Everybody say firm and secure. Ask yourself, is my soul firm and secure? Or do I get tossed here and there by my feelings, by situations? Do I get tossed to and fro? Or is my soul firm and secure? Because without the right expectation, expecting something amazing from God, without expecting good things in your life, right, your soul cannot be firmly secure. Even Jesus fought the enemy through the scripture in the wilderness. Every time the enemy came, you know what Jesus says? It is written. You and I, the way we're going to fight the accusation of the enemy is only through the scripture. It is written. Hmm? When you don't know what to do, pastor, I feel lost. I just don't know what to do. Just open up the scripture. I don't know where. Just open up the scripture. Hmm? You know, even when I was in Sudan, like back in 2005 or 2006, and the atmosphere was so dark, I couldn't sense God's presence. I didn't feel anointed. I, it was like life was being sucked out of me every moment. I couldn't even pray. Me. Right? I pride in being an intercessor for the kingdom of God. I couldn't even pray. I couldn't even sing. And when I couldn't spiritually get connected to the presence of God, the only thing I was able to do was open up the scripture. And I just opened up 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I just walked around in the refugee camp just reading the word of God. Did I feel powerful? No. Did I feel reconnected? No. But that's the only thing I knew how to do when I did not know what to do. And through the word of God, I was tethered. My soul was firmly secure in him and in his promise. You know, Luke 24, 33 through 35, once they, their eyes were open. It says, at once they return to Jerusalem. When your hope is restored, you are able to return to your kingdom place. You are able to return to your place of Jerusalem where God had called you to be. At once. Everybody say, at once. You know, I hate using this phrase because I always seem to share it, say it when I'm preaching. Can I just be real with you? <laughs> Last year, my soul was shaken. Inwardly, I was walking away from my Jerusalem. 
Outwardly, you saw me here. But inwardly, my heart was filled with fear. I was so afraid for so many sons and daughters. The fear moves you from your Jerusalem. Until, if I say until. I was in Indonesia in June. And we were at a remote village. And a lot of demonic things were happening. And that's not my point right now. Until I prayed in that remote village in Indonesia. And God tethered, anchored my soul to Job chapter 42 verse 1. When my heart was moving away from Jerusalem out of fear, God met me in a remote village in Indonesia through Job 42. And it said, I am convinced that God can do anything and everything. And nothing can thwart his purposes. That one scripture secured my soul in Christ, in his promises. And it brought me back to my Jerusalem, my place of faith, my place in the kingdom of God. Hmm? The enemy often uses fear to bring accusation against us so that we will walk away from our Jerusalem. And the only thing that will anchor our soul in the midst of the accusation of the enemy is the word of God. Without the word of God, we will lose hope, we will lose our sight, and we will be kept from recognizing Jesus who is right there next to us. And the only way to see Jesus who is with us is for us to open up the words of scripture. If I could have worship team come up. Today, God wants to renew Revive, restore your expectation. He wants to renew your hope. Think about where did you lose hope? Where did you stop expecting? Maybe marriage, spirituality, ministry, health, relationship. I don't know. But all I know is today, everybody say today. God is here to restore our expectation. I want to share three things, three areas where he wants to restore our expectation. One, he wants to make your dead hope live again. To breathe life into your soul so that you can dream again with excitement. Hmm? Can I say Jesus, in 2019, he still heals. He still restores. He makes what is impossible, possible. And today, God has come face to face before you. And he's asking you, will you dare to believe for what is impossible? Second, God is saying, son, daughter, as long as you are anchored in the word of God, you can dream again. You can hope again. Today, maybe some of you, your prayer is this, Jesus, give me the desire because I don't I have that desire to read the word. Give me the desire to open up your word. God, 
Will you open up the scriptures to me when I open up the Bible so that I could actually understand your truth? God, make your word alive in my soul once again. Maybe your prayer is, Jesus, help me to see your word the way you see them. Maybe God is here to revive your love, your desire for the words of scripture. And lastly, maybe some of you, you've been afraid to hope, to expect, to dream. And today God is here to give you permission to dream again, to expect again, to desire in him what is in your heart. Maybe your prayer is, Jesus, I want to hope, I want to expect, I want to desire what is in my heart, but I'm afraid. Help me. Jesus, I will surrender my fears and my unbelief. Jesus, thank you for giving me the permission to expect, to hope with joy and excitement once again. I want to pray for you. Maybe you find yourself in those three areas. Then as I pray for you, I want you to respond to God. God, we are here, your sons and daughters. Often, Lord, we are tangled in the world. We know you. We love you. We know that your word is powerful. But Lord, we've been distracted, influenced by the spirit of this age. And we have stopped honoring, opening up your word. And we are so tangled, so far away from you, your word. But today, God, as we come before you, that you are restoring our hope, our expectation. You are opening our eyes to see Jesus and to return to Jesus, to return to your word and to fall in love with your word once again that as we open up the scripture this week that your word will become alive again Lord <laughs> God even myself as a pastor of this church God there are certain things I just stopped expecting and when Christopher wrote that I almost felt like, oh, I stopped expecting. God, restore that expectation in me once again. God, I stopped expecting for you to move mightily, mightily in these certain areas. God, restore that expectation in me once again. That's me too. I'm responding to this word too today. Hmm. So I want to invite you. If you find yourselves in those three areas, as we worship, I want you to stand. And I want you to just open your hearts to receive the permission from your Heavenly Father to expect great things to increase your expectation in him in his word and in this church and you arising is in a sense like a prophetic sign of God I'm afraid 
but I'm going to arise. And I'm asking you to increase my expectation, to restore my expectation, to restore my hope in you, in your word, in this house. Amen. this prayer over this house over you and over me holy spirit we thank you that today you have restored our expectation by opening up your word god we thank you 
that you are, God, opening up our spiritual eyes to see Jesus in our midst, Lord. God, that you are giving us permission to dream again, to expect great things again. You are giving us, God, faith to dare to believe for what is impossible to happen among us, God. We want to start believing for healing among us once again. We want to believe for deliverance and salvation and breakthrough, God. God, we want to dream and desire the things that you have placed in our hearts, in our personal lives, in this house, in your kingdom, Lord. <laughs> but more than everything, anything, God, we want to be your sons and daughters, your house that love your word. Despite our feelings, that we would open up your word daily. No matter what we feel, that we would value the word of God and open up the word of God and tether ourselves to the word of God so that we would remain in our Jerusalems, so that we may remain in our kingdom place of authority and victory, so that we would release life wherever we go, in our family, <laughs> in our workplaces, and in our community, Lord. We thank you for restoring our expectation. We believe it. We receive it by faith. In Jesus' name. We pray, amen, amen.